Hey friends, I have one thing to ask of you before this podcast begins. My heart behind my podcast is for it to touch as many women as possible so that they can grow in their faith and know that they are not alone on their journey to heaven. I can't do this without your help. So I want to encourage you to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share today's episode with just one friend who you think would grow by listening to today's conversation. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Hey there, I'm Whitney, your host of the Abundantly Yours podcast. I'm a wife, college student, and entrepreneur ready to strive for sainthood right alongside you. Jesus put this podcast on my heart as a way to serve you better, so I am so pumped that you are here. I'll be hanging with you every Monday and Thursday to chat all things discovering your purpose, cultivating a relationship with Jesus, and everything else in between. Are you ready to fully step into who God created you to be? Let's do this, girl. Hello, Jamie, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here and to share in a conversation all about finding joy after postpartum depression. So welcome, Jamie. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm super excited um, to share in this conversation. But before we dive in, would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Jamie. I'm a Catholic wife and mom. Been married for a little over two years. I have an 11-month-old. And I've been, I also have an Etsy shop, so I make rosaries and stuff like that. But I also work as a part-time engineer. So I've got a lot going on, but it's all a lot of fun. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that all. Um, Wonderful. And I'm glad that, yeah, you just walked through, you know, postpartum and, um, you know, all of that, especially um, the newborn stage. And I've never been there. (laughs) We'll be going there here this spring, right? Um, So, um, yeah, I guess what was postpartum like for you? you know, did you have any, you know, what did, what helped you or just share about your journey with that? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just kind of start from like the beginning. Yeah. So pregnancy and birth were fantastic for me. I enjoyed both, but going into postpartum, I did anticipate that I would struggle with postpartum depression mm-hmm. just because in the past I have struggled with like mental health stuff, like anxiety, depression, all of that. Yeah. So we went in kind of prepared and like looking out for signs. And I first noticed that something was off when we were driving home from the hospital. So it wasn't even within 48 hours of uh, Leo being born. Mm -hmm. And all I can say is like, it felt like an intense fear, like impending doom is how I usually describe it. And I just felt so overwhelmed. And I know people say like, there's going to be baby blues and stuff. Um, So we didn't think a whole lot of it right away. But it was just very intense. And it started out with those feelings. And my husband um, could tell that something wasn't right because he was actually going to school to get his master's. So he wasn't able to take time off, um, which obviously is not great whenever you're also trying to heal from birth. Every time he'd leave, I would just start crying because I was so scared. I was so alone. I didn't want him to leave. And I also didn't want other people coming to the house. Because I was like, you're the only person I want here right now. Um, So we called the doctor probably a week or so after having Leo and already said like, hey, something isn't right. um, Because these feelings were very, very intense. And so um, we ended up getting me on a little bit higher dosage medication because I was already taking anxiety medication. And things got a little better. 
because um, prior to that, I couldn't really even eat. I didn't really have an appetite. So you'd think like after giving birth, you're going to want to eat everything. <laughs> yep. It's random marathon. So it's like when I had no appetite, that was also a big indication that something just isn't right. Yep. Um, and so this was about two weeks in. And then a lot of other things started to happen, like breastfeeding struggles started to set in. My son was losing weight, not gaining weight. So that was not a good addition to the postpartum depression that was setting in. Um, but then after that, I remember I would start having like feelings of rage, like very intense anger. And that's not like me at all. Like I would sometimes I'd snap at my husband or I'd snap at our dogs because I'd have Leo crying because he did he was a pretty fussy baby. So I'd have Leo crying and then the dogs would start barking and it all just like I would just explode all of a sudden. So that was another thing where my husband was like, something is not right here. Yeah. Um, and that was really hard. Like that would often just make me cry right things. So I'm like, this isn't me. Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, so there was a lot of that. I'm just trying to think. I know uh, it's just like it took so long to like get through that phase. I remember and just the breastfeeding struggles continued. And it was, was not a, probably until three months in that I could say that I noticed a big difference in how I felt, if that makes sense. Yep. I know that was a lot of information. I'm not sure if yep. there's like specific things you'd want to dive into there yeah. or questions you might have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you yeah shared that with us. Um, yeah. I have no idea what to expect going into this either, you know, like, um, so I'm just thankful for you to share your story and everyone is, everyone's is different too. So do you know what ingredients are found in your daily skincare and makeup routine? Could there be toxins in all of your products that are silently impacting your health? There are so many brands out there that claim to be clean or organic or pure, but are they actually clean? Due to a lack of regulation, beauty and cosmetic companies often use ingredients known to be harmful in their products. Let me repeat that part again. There are toxic chemicals associated with hormone disruption, increased cancer risk, and more in many of the products we put on our bodies every day. Uh, absolutely no thanks. There's a better way and I'm so excited to share it with you. I found makeup and skincare that I genuinely love that is actually clean toxin-free, and organic. They've set a completely new standard for me and I feel a million times better wearing makeup I know won't compromise my hormones, health, or happiness. And the real kicker, they actually perform like my old favorites without the unnecessary gunk. Can I get an amen? In a world where it's so hard to know if products are what they claim to be, I'm so grateful to have found this line. You can get $10 off the makeup and skincare brand I use, Crunchy, when you use my link in the episode description. It's time to ditch the chemicals and protect your body with clean beauty and skincare. What helped you, you know, like, were there any specific, like, resources or prayers or, um, you know, was it just time? Like, do you have any, like, thoughts on that? Yeah, so I would say the biggest thing that did help me was medication, because um, I did end up getting a second dosage increase until, and like that one is whenever things really started to stabilize for me. Yeah. And I know not everyone would want to do medication. I was already on medication, so I already knew that was going to help me. Yeah. Um, but definitely don't be afraid to like reach out to your doctor or go to a counselor and talk things out. Like, just don't be afraid to like reach out to somebody. But also, I feel like 
just my husband being as supportive as he could be was the biggest piece of all of it. Cause he told me this this morning. because we were kind of talking about it. He knew that I was like snapping at him a lot more than usual. And he kind of gave it another name. He's like, this isn't Jamie. This is Steve. Like he just <laughs> a random name because yep. he knew it was not like me and it wasn't my normal personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having your spouse be absolutely patient with you and just trying to be um, transparent with them, like saying, I don't feel okay. And um, I know when Jacob would come home from class, he would like just be able to see in my face that I was very overwhelmed. And he would take Leo and say, go take a shower, go like do something to take care of yourself because he knew I needed a break. Yeah. Um, so honestly, like medication and a supportive spouse is how I managed to get through. And yeah, I don't know what I would have done without my husband. <laughs> exactly. And I think the role of a husband is so huge too. And like, that's something that, you know, we're even navigating of like, just like, especially like not necessarily postpartum because we obviously don't have our baby yet, but like um, even just like, you know, labor and delivery of things of different ways of like, you know, sharing those things with him and, um, you know, helping kind of educate him too. Um, Cause I mean, my husband doesn't really know a whole lot about it, obviously, you know, it's first time. So um, yeah, I'm like, I have no idea what to expect, but like, we're just going to have to figure it out together. Um, but yeah, I do think like a husband's support and like, um, you know, even just like verbalizing it to him and being like, you know, I don't feel like me. You can probably, <laughs> you can probably tell that because our husbands know us better than we even know ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Um, and just being like, just be patient with me. <laughs> I might be a freak. I might be snappy. Just like, you know, and I think, I mean, honestly, he's always best, especially within marriage. But um, yeah, so like, you know, our topic is finding joy after postpartum depression. So, um, you know, you, you hit rock bottom, right? Like that was like so hard, I'm sure, um, your journey um, through postpartum. And so what did you do to um, kind of, you know, start to go forward? Where How did you start to, you know, find happiness and joy in your life again? Yeah. So the first thing that comes to my mind is just like my son. Um, it is so true that God knows exactly what we need. And though those first few months were some of the hardest of my life, um, just like seeing my son smile now is just like everything. He's such a mama's boy. He is so joyful. He is so sweet. He tries to give big slobbery kisses and gives me like tries to give me hugs now. And I just so he'll make me laugh by doing something. And then he does that thing over and over and over and over again to get me to laugh more. Yeah. And it's just been so sweet to see that. And it's almost like the beginning was hard whenever, you know, Leo couldn't, you know, he was just a newborn. He couldn't smile or anything like that at me. But now having just such a joyful baby has been so rewarding and so sweet and made it all so worth it. But also just like reflecting on where I was and how I felt versus like how I feel now. It's hard not to feel that joy because you're like, okay, it doesn't last forever. It was hard, but it was worth it to have this beautiful baby boy. And I don't know, you just feel a lot of joy whenever you like have hit that rock bottom. And then you get to a place you're like, wow, I actually feel like myself. Like I'm not crying every single day. Like I don't feel worthless. Like this is, this is so good. And it's just like so good to be alive. And then it's easier to enjoy the little things and enjoy every single moment as your child's growing. Cause they're so right. Time flies when you have kids, time, time always flies, but then you have a kid and you're like, wait, how is he already 11 months old? It is yeah. insane, but it's just been 
it's just been so good. I cannot believe that I experienced postpartum depression looking at where I am now because I do feel so different. Yeah, that's so incredible. And I always think of like, um, yeah, I like how our baby, like babies can read people and like, you know, cause they are human. Um, I had a few other people like tell me stories about, um, their baby and comforting other people who they had no idea who they were. And I'm like, wow, isn't that just incredible? Um, and then like, even just seeing like my nephew, um, and like just how joyful he is and just how, I mean, he's three and a half months. So he's just like, just getting to the point where he's just smiley and, you know, just starting to figure out his voice. It's so cute. Um, but yeah, like looking at, at what the Lord gives us is so beautiful. And especially like, you know, in his timing too, you know, like for you, the first few months might've felt like, okay, what the heck is happening? Right. Like whose baby is this? Like what, you know, kind of yeah. just like a mystery. And then, um, as we give the Lord time to work with our sufferings, like we do get to see this joy. And like you said, it makes it so much more worth it. Um, and I've obviously never experienced it, but even other sufferings in my life, right? Like any suffering we experience, you know, the suffering will eventually bring us joy and it makes the suffering 10 times worth it. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it also just gives you so much more compassion for other people because you just have no idea what they're going through. Yeah. And cause like on the outside, I probably look perfectly fine and I wouldn't really talk about it unless someone asked, Yeah. but like, there were some really hard times at home and it's like, who knows who's going through like other things like that at home yeah. too. And just helps you to be a lot more gentle with other people and just to recognize that a lot of what we see on the surface is just scratching the surface. Like we really don't know what's going on in someone's life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so true. Um, and so kind of like what, what would you, like, you know, if someone's listening and they maybe haven't, experienced postpartum before or maybe aren't a mom or or maybe a mom to be or just whatever do you have any advice for someone um who could you know be how could someone be supportive you know to someone going through postpartum depression or even just postpartum in general um were there things that you found helpful um you know while you were going through that yeah mm -hmm. it meant a lot when people would just genuinely ask like how i'm doing I remember uh, I went to a lactation consultant appointment and I, it was within the first month. I don't remember when it was. And she was an older lady, which ironically, she's the same lady who's a lactation consultant for my mother-in-law for my husband. So that was a really cool situation as well. Um, but she knew I was like dealing with some postpartum depression. I remember she just looked at me and she was like, how are you doing with that? And I just like broke down and started to cry. And she gave me a hug and she's just like, I'm so sorry. And just having people like look at you and genuinely be like, hey, how are you doing? Not just like a in passing, like, oh, how, how have you been? You know, yeah. just, like genuinely asking. Um, and I know at one point my father-in-law even texted me and was like, hey, are you okay? Like, you know, and those moments meant so much to me. It's not that it took the pain away, yeah. but just knowing that people were thinking about me and like genuinely cared, that meant so much. Um, yeah. So yeah, just checking in on how your friends who are postpartum are doing, um, and recognizing that, like, or in giving them the space to share those emotions if they need to, but also recognizing that, like, sometimes they do just want some space. Um, and I don't mean, like, don't talk to them, but I mean, yeah. like, don't barge into their house, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, make sure they have that space and that you, like, are, and that they're inviting you. Um, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else. I feel like that's the biggest one that helped me. Um, And just like in the healing process and everything, it's really nice when people bring meals. I will say that because when my husband would be at classes for six to eight hours, sometimes I would not eat in those first couple of weeks because I had I had stitches and I was paranoid about them tearing out. So I just like would just sit my butt on the couch and like not move. Yeah. So bringing meals or snacks is also a really great thing. Like yeah. I, anytime I have a friend who has a baby now, I'm like, we're going to bring you a meal. Like when do you need it? Because um, yeah. food is just very, it's very nice to have just for you right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I've definitely heard the food thing. Uh, my sister mentioned that she's like, I didn't have to cook for a couple weeks after the baby was born. Cause I just, you know, our family brought us food and I was like, cool. Um, so look forward to that too, as well as just, um, but even like, yeah, I mean, any stage in life, you always want someone to ask you how you're doing. Right. Um, but especially like, you know, sometimes the world just gets caught up in the baby, right? Like, oh my gosh, like you have a baby, like how, you know, how is he or she doing or um, whatever that is. But yeah, genuinely checking in on the mom, I'm sure. And I've heard that, I've like seen posts of, about that on Instagram and things of, um, you know, yeah, really being genuine with that, but also respecting their space at the same time. Um, because some people might not be ready to open up about it yet. Like some people might still be processing it with their husband and just figuring out what it means. And um you know, in some days, like you might figure out a way of how you could use support. And, you know, maybe it's just prayers like, hey, like if they ask you how you're doing, just say, hey, like life is just, you know, it's been crazy. It's been a lot of learning, um, struggling. But um, right now I'm not ready to share. And please just pray for me, you know? Yeah. I also think sometimes women don't recognize that they're dealing with postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was talking to a relative and she said she didn't realize for a year And it was really hard on her marriage because she also had like the postpartum rage. So that's just another thing of just like trying to be aware of like if something's off. And that's where like your husband comes into play so strongly because he sees it from the outside. Like I remember when I started to feel better, it was like three months in. I was like, oh, my gosh, I want another baby so bad. And my husband's like, Jamie, that was really hard on you. You know, he was very prudent. Like, I, you need time. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So they, they can see what's going on. And even if you are, like, blind to it, they can really be a ton of help. Because I know my husband's the one that actually called the doctor the first time um, to let them know that something was wrong. Because I was like, I don't even feel comfortable enough to talk to someone on the phone. Yeah. So just, like, trying to be aware going in, like, don't be paranoid about it. But just like, if something feels off, or you're just not feeling like yourself, or I don't know, maybe you are fighting a ton with your spouse. And like, that's not normal for you guys. Obviously, lack of sleep can go into that a little bit. But if you're like snapping at him, and you're getting super angry, all of a sudden, maybe something's going on. And it's there's nothing to be ashamed about. It's like, I don't know, I like to be proactive rather than reactive, if possible with things. Um, Because I also struggled a lot in those first months because I was like my son's only going to be this little one time like I don't want to miss out on this precious time with him um, because I don't feel okay so I was like I want to get back to feeling okay as quickly as I can Um, and I'm very grateful that it didn't take long for me to kind of get out of it I know some women it'll be a lot longer Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it's just it's just such a sensitive time a lot of things are going on and it it can be hard to kind of figure out like is this normal emotional stuff or is this something more 
but there's really no shame in just calling your doctor, letting them know what's going on, and they might be able to help you or give you, give you some direction in that yeah, regard. Absolutely. And that's always, yeah, a good thing is to reach out to, like, just like you said, like, you know, call your doctor. Yeah. Like you said it, you know, you didn't want to do it, but having a husband who would, um, like that's, I'm sure that's huge in, in reaching out and just, you know, telling them and they might have, yeah, the advice or anything or tips or whatever. I don't know yeah. <laughs> um, to go forward from there. Our journey to heaven is a day by day mission. Some days I get caught up thinking about the big picture goal and then become overwhelmed by what my purpose even is. One of the things that has helped me the most is having small reminders throughout my life. That's why I've created inspirational Christian stickers and magnets. They serve as a reminder and encouragement to you on your journey to heaven. And the best part, they even inspire those around you. You can save 10% off your first purchase with the code PODCAST. There's no better way to share Christ with others than with inspirational stickers and magnets. You can shop these at AbundantlyYours.org. Um, you know, now that you're, you know, almost a year, which is crazy, doesn't time fly? <laughs> um, it, you're, you're into, you know, motherhood and having your son with you on earth. Um, is there any like motherhood advice or any sort of um, you know, advice you have for a first time mom? Um, and it can be outside of like the postpartum realm. Um, anything that you found helpful or anything? Uh, trust your gut. It's a real thing. Um, I know, like I had mentioned, Leo was really fussy for the first couple of months and that was because he has multiple food intolerances. Mm -hmm. So I have dairy, soy, and egg out of my diet for him. Yeah. And before we got all of that figured out, it was, that also made things very, very hard. Um, but I, we didn't really have a supportive pediatrician. Um, another thing that added to it, there are a lot of things here that happened those first couple of months that did not help me at all. Um, but she would always just tell me that he was fussy because he was hungry, but I knew something was off. Like my gut was just telling me like something is going on. He's in pain, like not something not right. And I kind of just started taking things out of his diet. And then once we took egg out, that was the last one. It was like, he was a different baby all of a sudden. And it's like, if I had not trusted my gut and like done those things, mm -hmm. he probably would have had a much harder time. And I don't even know where we would be at at this point. Yeah. Um, so just trusting your gut and like, if something doesn't feel right to you um, with taking a certain path, like, I don't know. I know people get super uh, caught up in like, whether like use a pacifier, anything like that. If it doesn't feel right to you, just listen to your gut. You know, sometimes there's a reason for that. Um, but if it feels okay to you and you don't feel weird about it, just do it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's just like one example. I hope that doesn't make anyone mad, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, I think that's just the biggest thing I had to learn and just to grow confident in your abilities as a mother as well. It does take a little bit of time, but like God gave you your child for a reason and like, that's a really huge thing. You know, like he didn't think anybody else was the perfect mother. He thought you were the perfect mother. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And it's quite the honor um, because every single child has like a very special personality and it's just really fun to watch that develop. But yeah. just recognizing that he picked you and to have confidence in that. And also yeah. just to ask for God to give you the graces necessary on the hard days. Yeah. So there will be hard days, but yeah. yeah um, Another thing is like my son has never slept through the night. He's gotten up every two to three hours for like his entire life. Uh -huh. um, and I'm 11 months in 
and I'm pretty much used to it. <laughs> so I know a lot of people will tell you like it's awful and stuff, but I've not found it super terrible. Yeah. Um, it helps that I don't work full time anymore. Um, so I'm able to sleep in more, ta- more days during the week, yeah. but, um, that's also not as awful as I feel like people make it sound, but that could also just be me. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I just, I love motherhood. It is very humbling. It'll teach you so much about patience and how selfish you are. I, <laughs> I learned about a, a lot about how selfish I am. Uh-huh. Um, but it's all just so good for you and it's just so beautiful. And then being able to watch your spouse also just like father your child is an absolutely beautiful thing. There's nothing like that one, but yeah, it's, it's so good. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I've had, you know, as a, you know, walking into being a mom for the first time, it's like, I've had you know tons of people tell me things and something that, excuse me, someone said was like, you know, you will have a mother, motherly instinct, you know, kind of like the trust your gut of like, you know, like this will be your baby and you will know your baby best too. You know, like people might give you that, you know, give you advice on things. Um, you know, maybe like people might've tried to give you sleeping advice or something, you know, just for an example. Um, but like, you know, your baby best if, you know, if he's still happy and doing fine and he's healthy, like, let him be the way, you know, he, he is, that's, you know, that's just the baby he is. So, um, I think, yeah, using your motherly instincts and knowing that like, you know, yeah, I know my baby best and you know, your baby best, obviously. Um, and so, yeah, even like watching like my sister become a mom this year, um, and just seeing like the way that like, you know, maybe we'll be all gathered for like a family gathering and can just tell like, she knows what he needs at all times because she's with him. Um, And so I just think that's beautiful um, that like the Lord gave us all an instinct for each child um, and that we can rely on him for those graces. I've been talking to my husband a lot about that. I'm like, um, God is available to give us the graces that we need through any specific season in our life. Like that's something I've kind of been like, like the Lord's kind of just been like slapping me in the face with of like in the season. It's like, I'm, you know, I can ask the Lord forever I need. Um, and being open to receiving those, you know? Um, so I think that's a beautiful thing. Just like you said, we can ask the Lord for patience and like, um, my husband, he's been like praying for wisdom and becoming a father and, um, you know, leading his children in a new way. Um, well, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I just think it's, it's cool, um, that even in any season of our life, we have that ability to lean on God in that way. Yeah, there's always those invitations that he gives us to like lean into that grace that he gives us. And it's uh, becoming aware of where that is. Like, um, I'm sure if I wanted to dwell on, you know, lack of sleep, I could. And that would probably make me kind of grumpy. Mm-hmm. But I just choose not to think about it. Yeah. And just, I don't know. It's one of those motherly instinct things. I'm like, I considered trying to get him to sleep longer through like different sleep training methods. Because um, I've like, seen some but I'm like I can just tell it's not a good fit for him just in his personality I'm like and I'm fine like I'm doing fine so I didn't really see the point in it but that's just like trusting my instincts and recognizing that like God put those instincts in me for a reason so I'm just gonna go with it and um when I am feeling like extra aggravated or something it's just like taking a pause and taking a deep breath and saying God I really need your help right now because I am just losing it um but yeah, he always provides in the big yeah. and little ways. 
Um, I remember there was a time when uh, Leo was probably only a month old and he was being super fussy and I really needed him to nap. And I got him to sleep a little bit and then I put him in his swing and then he started to fuss a little bit later. And I was just like, God, please, please help to comfort my child. I just want him to take a nap. And then like within seconds, Leo was back to sleep for a nap. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was insane. So I was like, God even cares about the little things. Like yeah. we just have to call on him sometimes. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was just really, a really sweet moment that I remember. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, inviting God more into our day makes him more real and more present in our own hearts. Um, you know, cause like, you know, we know that the Lord is with us, right? Like we know that he's here beside us always, but like, when we're actually like verbally asking the Lord to be with us and reminding ourselves of the, the ability to call on, call upon him at any instance and for anything, um, I feel like it makes God more and more real. And then it, you know, makes him feel more and more present. And then we can identify these small little things of like the way that he's working, um, in our life in like the tiniest of little ways, you know? Um, so I think that's cool. You know, just the, the smallest of little prayers that you ask for the Lord of like, yeah, I just want my baby to be comforted and to, you know, take a nap to be rested. Right. Yeah. And the way that the Lord answers those, um, and sometimes he answers them in the weirdest ways or the craziest ways or not in the timing that we might want. Um, but especially in a season of, you know, um, suffering, you know, whether that's postpartum depression or suffering in general, um, reminding ourselves that although it might seem like our world is like a spiraling staircase and we might just feel like we're like at the bottom of the lowest valley we ever have experienced, that we still have the Lord with us and we get to um, call upon him and ask him to be with us. Um, because I believe through all the sufferings, we can experience joy, like we said, but um that's when we can be the most like intimate with Christ and where we can like grow with him the most is through those sufferings that, you know, through our suffering, where do we lean to? Do we lean to these worldly comforts of, you know, your phone or food or technology or Netflix or whatever that is. Right. Or are we choosing to lean on Christ in the suffering? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, some people will say like, God won't give us more than we can handle, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I kind of feel like, there's some truth to that, but at the same time, I feel like these hard times that we go through show us that we are weak and we need God. Yeah. You know, it shows us like we need God to get us through. And I know he carried us through like those hard months. Um, my husband was in the most intense semester of his master's classes. I think he was taking four classes, which is, I think it's a lot for master's. I've not gotten my master's, but he like sometimes he didn't skip a lot of classes for me, but there were times whenever he did stay home with me or um, he'd have to stay up late to like study, but having a newborn in that crazy time and then like having a wife with postpartum depression, he still, I think he still got like straight A's that semester. And I'm like, God, how did you pull through this much? You know, he just provided so abundantly in that season and it was absolutely crazy. And I, know that he was just pouring all of his graces into us as we were just trying to get through it all. So it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And and we can look back at those seasons or even like the little ways the Lord works and like look back and be like, wow, Lord, like you never like don't show up for us. Like you are always there. Um, Even when, yeah, like I said earlier, like even when the world feels like it's like just weighing down on us so much of like, yeah, we get to, um, 
yeah, rejoice in this fact that we have the Lord with us. Um, and so for me of just like, yeah, I have my hard days. We all have our hard days. We all have, you know, days where we have bad attitudes and we don't want to get out of bed and so, so on and so forth. Right. Yeah. Um, but being able to just like lean on the Lord and be joyful and like, although I might have a bad attitude, I can still choose to be joyful because I have, um, like I have this opportunity to ask the Lord for graces to get me through that day. Um, and to help me like, you know, quote unquote, just survive, you know, like, um, which I think is just beautiful. And it's something that I even forgot, um, especially for my first couple of years in college, I just like kind of forgot that like the Lord was there um, for me to ask and lean upon him. So, yeah. Yeah. Things are much harder whenever I forget that. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I would totally agree. Cause then it just feels like we're trying to do everything on our own. And then it's like, you know, then we realize like we have the Lord and it's like, he reminds us that we can't do anything on our own. And we're like, you're funny. Cause that's exactly true. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I always think of, um, you see, you mentioned talking about like how the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. gives us abundant life. And so, yeah, with like John 10, 10, you know, I came so they may have life and have it more abundantly. And I, that's the verse for my podcast and just, you know, my business. And so, um, it's honestly one that I've been dwelling upon a lot lately too, of like, like, you know, the Lord came so we can have life, but he also came to let us have it more abundantly than we live in full union with him. And I'm like, wow, like how incredible is that um, in itself of being able to um, know that the Lord promises abundant life when we can just, you know, be in communication with him. Um, I think it's just beautiful. Yeah, it makes me want to reflect on like what that even means. Yeah, what does it mean it. to have abundant life? You probably have more insight on that since it's uh, something you've reflected on a lot. Yeah, I think um, for me, a way that I've experienced abundance um, in this like current season of you know preparing for motherhood, finishing college, and all those types of things of like um, I've experienced the most abundant life when I focus on like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would have interviewed me two years ago <laughs> and asked me, like, I don't even know what the question would be, but like, I was like the girl who like planned out every week, <laughs> like what I was going to do every day. Um, literally I would just have everything planned out to a T. Um, and now the Lord has given me the grace to be able to like, if I like try to think about like what's next, I like, <laughs> Like even like what's for supper tonight? I'm like, I'll figure that out at four o'clock. Like, that's fine. You know, like um, being able to live in the moment is a way that I've really been able to um, experience abundant life more, um, more fully because of being able to just be present with the Lord. Um, and I know it was like, it was super hard for me in previous seasons of like, you know, maybe just being tired of what I'm supposed to be doing. Like maybe I don't want to be doing this homework. So I just like, am looking forward to the next thing Um, and I've even experienced that recently of, I don't want to be doing the dishes. So I'm going to look forward to doing this, but then it just makes doing the dishes 10 times worse. Mm. Um, and so I think for me, it's just been a lot of like surrender to the fact of just like living in the moment and like not thinking about tomorrow until like 10 o'clock tonight. I'll look at my calendar before I go to bed, see what's on my schedule for the day. Just so I'm kind of like mentally prepared for what I need to be, you know, do when I get up. But, um, yeah, just living in the moment, I think is a huge way that um, we can experience our the abundant life God promises to us more fully. Yeah, I think that's going to be a very beautiful perspective to have once you have your child as well. Yeah. 
just because you want to enjoy every single moment and you want to enjoy it right now. I know, um, especially like those first weeks postpartum when you're healing, it's like those are the slowest weeks of your life. I don't know why, but they're so slow. It's crazy. Um, But like I remember first trimester of pregnancy, I really had to get in that mindset of just taking things one day at a time because I I got nausea. So I was like, and I used to be terrified of puking. um, And I I was someone who would puke. So like during first trimester pregnancy. um, So I just had to take everything one day at a time and not worry about like how sick I was going to feel tomorrow. Um, It wasn't that bad at the end. But um, it was just like when you're in the middle of it, you're like, okay, don't think about the big picture. Don't think about how this is the next six weeks of your life. Just think about you're in today. You feel okay right now. And then once tomorrow comes, you worry about tomorrow. Yes. I I feel like that's when I kind of learned that. And Mm -hmm. I think I do need to be a little bit better about it now. But in motherhood, it's just you just want to like hold on to every single moment when they're little because now my son is scooting around in his butt. And like prior to that, he wanted to be held all the time. And it's just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, they grow too fast. Yeah, absolutely. And I even just like, you know, like I mentioned, I have a nephew who's three and a half months old. And so, um, you know, even just like how much he's grown, and I'm like, and like, I feel like he was just born, but I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, he's a chunky little monkey as we call him. <laughs> he's got all the little baby rolls. It's so cute. Um, you know, and just like seeing like how fast it's going. Um, and just even for like my sister, you know, becoming a mom of just how fast it goes. And I'm like, you know, I like, I don't want it to go fast, but I know it's going to, unfortunately. And so, um, yeah, I told my husband, I'm like, I don't want to miss a moment of my child's life. Um, so the stay at home mom and work from home mom is going to exist yeah. um, because I'm like, you know, if I'm working at night when my husband gets home, he can go be dad with the kids and I can go do the work that I need to do. Um, but I'm like, I don't want to miss a moment with my children. Um, and so something I'm working on, like heading into motherhood is like detaching um, like from like my phone, because that's like how I run my business um, and like my computers and Um, things like that of like, okay, when I'm a mom, like, I'm not going to be able to do this all day, right? Like all these different things. And I have no idea what to expect, but I'm just like mentally preparing myself of like, I don't want to um, be on my phone all the time or like, you know, and knowing that I'm not going to be able to either. And so um, just kind of like starting that process now of like, um, just detaching and knowing that like, okay, like maybe I just want to go on my phone um, for comfort, but instead I'm going to read a book, you know, um, you know, and reading a book and, and when, you know, after you have a baby might be a whole different story. I have no idea. Um, but just kind of mentally preparing myself for those things of like, okay, this is what I want. This is my heart's desire to be a present mom. So what can I do now to challenge myself to be better for that future? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, I don't know if this is a saint quote or something I've read this before. It's like, you gotta, in the, like, I don't know, the easier times, maybe you could say you like prepare yourself for those harder times. So it's like maybe when you're postpartum and you're healing and it might be a little more challenging to think about like picking up a book, you'll be like prepared for it because you've already started to like condition yourself for that. Yeah. So I feel like that's really cool. I like that you're doing. Yeah. It's a different perspective that I've even tried to have of um, even just like right now of like knowing that, you know, we only have a few more months until our baby's here. And then, um, 
much. I don't even know when this episode goes live because you guys, you guys all know that I'm batch recording. <laughs> um, but like, even like living in these last moments with just my husband and I at home, you know, of like, like the quiet time, the silence we have together um, yeah. and just being able to live that out. Cause I'm like, I don't want to, um, I don't want to miss any moments in my life that the Lord gives me because they're all so beautiful and sacred. Um, but what can I do to kind of be proactive in the sense of, um, you know, what actions can I take so that I don't miss those moments and so that I don't regret it? I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying I am. Like, I have my moments where I just, like, want to go on my phone and my husband's like, okay, let's just spend time together. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> you know, and sometimes it's hard to, like, admit to my own, like, fault of, yeah, I'm on my phone. Let's put it away, right? Like, um, and that's just one example, you know, and so, yeah, not, not, um, letting life pass us by, um, because I think we can get into a go through the motions mentality, especially when we are in a season of suffering or a season of anticipation. Um, yeah, I think we can definitely like go through the motions when it's hard, you know, like, especially like, you know, for you, when you went through postpartum depression, like, you know, I don't know what it was like for you, but it might've just started to feel like you were just going through the motions. Like, here's another diaper to change. You just got to feed him again. Like, just got to get myself through this day, you know? And like you mentioned, you just really wanted to live in that moment. And I guess if you have any thoughts on that, feel free to share if you have any advice for like living in the moment in a whole new season of life. Um, feel free to share that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I feel like for like the early postpartum days, I remember it just felt so almost chaotic because with um, Leo being so fussy because of the food intolerances, like it was hard to get him to nap or like to stay napping. Um, So like, I know people will say like, oh, get a routine, get a nap routine, get a feeding routine. I'm like, none of that existed for me at all. And I tried, I still try. And like, he, he like sort of had a nap routine for a while, but he's kind of going from three to two naps right now. So yep. things are all kind of messed up, but we just kind of you just learn to read your baby's body language. And you're like, okay, I can tell you're tired. Let's get down for a nap. But I remember it was just so chaotic. Cause it's like, you think your child's going to be sleeping all the time and you're going to like have your child sleeping on you and you can just like read a book or something. But I don't remember it being like that for us just because I, I mean, if what I was, so I was breast trying to breastfeed. I was giving him mostly breast milk. Um, I did have like a supply issue for a while. So he was getting some formula, but he would still be getting my breast milk and my breast milk had something in it that was bothering his stomach. So it's like he would eat and then be super fussy. Yeah. So it was just like, it was just really tough to like get any sort of routine or like figure anything out. Yeah. It, was, it was literally, I was just trying to like keep my head above water with this baby who like would not calm down. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then sometimes he would just like pass out for a few hours in the afternoon, probably because he was just like so wiped out from crying, which makes me feel awful. But and that's another reason why when my child smiles now, I'm just like, oh, gosh, I'm so happy to see you be happy yep. because those first yep. couple of months, you were not a happy child. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. You just got to do what you got to do. Try to take care of yourself. That's a big one. Um, yeah. Don't go six to eight hours without eating like I did. Um, also, don't wait that long to go to the bathroom. I also did that because I didn't want to get up. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, right now, taking notes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, just do your best to take care of yourself and um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Um, 
whether that be from your spouse or like your mom or your mother-in-law. Um, I know sometimes people would benefit a lot from like asking someone to come over and like just hold the baby while they went and took like a two or three hour nap. I know that helps some people. That wasn't really something we could do. I know the first time my sister ever met my son, she was over at her house for like two hours. He was like a week and a half old. He literally cried the entire time. Um, I went to take a shower and like, you know, I get out, he's still crying and I'm just like, I'm sorry, I, I don't know. So it's like, it, it was hard. It's like, I didn't want to put that on other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just got to do what you got to do. And um, yeah, I don't know if I have a lot of great advice because my experience was just so strange in my head. It's nothing like I thought it would be, which I feel like nothing ever is, but it just came out of, uh, came to be quite a surprise to me. Yeah. And I think that's like, even like the simplest of things of like, don't forget to eat. Like, you know, yeah, like you, you had mentioned it just like, time you probably just feel so weird the weeks feel so long the days feel so long and it's like you know it might be eight o'clock and then you're like okay like it seems like an hour went by it's been 15 minutes you know what I mean like all sorts of different things and it's like something I also <laughs> um hope to do and I know it probably won't always be the easiest at all times but like having leftovers in the fridge of like you know if we make something you know I always typically do make it in a big batch of something because my husband works a lot um and so you know one having a meal for him but even if you know he's in charge of cooking reminding him of like okay let's save you know a bowl for me to have tomorrow because I know that like cooking a good healthy meal is hard you know um and even like yeah asking like family to come over and if that's right for you just like you said like everyone's going to experience things differently and so like I told my husband I'm like I have no idea what to expect um yeah every person's experience is different and so I'm like we're just gonna roll with it (laughs) we're just gonna learn as we go and see what we need and go from there um which personally I'm not like (laughs) reading a whole lot of like educational like like I have a few books that I'm gonna read um like before he arrives and so um figuring out like yeah what is that um Basically, what I'm saying is, like, I don't want to over-prepare myself because I'm someone, if I'm, like, reading all these things, then I feel like I just get overwhelmed. And I'm, like, like my body was made to do this. Like, the Lord will give me the graces, you know. Yeah, I did a lot of reading about birth, which was very, very helpful because I would say I was definitely someone that was scared of giving birth in yeah. the past. I don't know about the time that I got pregnant if I was as afraid Mm-hmm. But um, I read some really good books and then I ended up being like super excited to give birth. And then I love giving birth. So that was all very beneficial, but I didn't really prepare at all for postpartum. And I wish I had, like I had frozen yeah. some meals and stuff like that. Um, but then the issue came in that like, there are things in those meals that Leo can no longer have like two weeks in. So yeah. I was like, okay, now I can't eat those. Um, so we ran into that hiccup, but I do wish I had, I don't even know what preparation for postpartum would look like Mm -hmm. um, mentally and emotionally that's definitely gonna be something I'm gonna have to like process and take to prayer um, when we are blessed with another child but um, I I wish I had spent more time on that just because while I was like aware that I might struggle I didn't really I don't know I don't even know if there's books out there that can help prepare you for postpartum I'm a really big reader though so reading (laughs) things helps me a ton yeah but I don't know I I wish I had spent more time on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe next time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
yeah, so I think it's just, I mean, we all get to prepare in our own way, right? However, um, however we feel necessary for, for our own individual self. Um, and I think that's kind of the beauty of it is getting to learn in our own, in our own ways. But, um, yeah, I guess you have any last advice, um, as we kind of wrap up, otherwise I'll ask you, um, a question about more advice. (laughs) Um, but I guess I'll just ask it to you because you can tie it in. Um, what is one piece of advice you want every young Catholic woman to know? That's something I ask everyone. Um, so, and this can relate to postpartum or not. (laughs) Do you say young Catholic woman? Yep. Okay. Huh. One piece of advice. Wow. (laughs) I have to think for a second. You're good. I feel like I would say to like persevere in prayer, um, regardless of what season you are in, um, and recognize that your prayer might not look the same at all times. Um, sometimes you might only be able to muster like little prayers. Like one I used recently was Mother or Mary, be a mother to me now. Um, just little things like that. Jesus, I trust in you. Um, and just cling to those little prayers if that's all you can get out. Um, and then if you feel yourself like farther from God, try like journaling and trying to get like more intimacy in your prayer time, but to just never give up and, um, recognize that God's going to meet you where you're at in that season and he's going to pull you through and, um, yeah, just trying to just keep trying, (laughs) you know, and to keep praying. Yes. Yeah. I second that totally. It's not always going to be easy, um, you know, and, and there are some seasons where prayer can be feel easier, you know, um, but yeah, just pushing through um, for me, just getting through that first, like, almost kind of like the uncomfortableness of like, okay, like this time is for prayer, like, let's do this, or even like, um, I've been doing a lot of my prayer in the morning, so even just like, kind of like getting that motivation to just kind of like get my day going. Um, and so, yeah, I totally love that. Persevere through prayer. Um, so yeah, before we leave, where can people go find you um, and follow you on social media? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, uh, gentle.nudge.designs. Yep. Um, that's kind of like my blog slash ministry. I haven't, that's where you can find the link to my Etsy shop. Um, yeah, and I share about my life over there and about the Catholic faith because my husband and I love to learn about Catholic apologetics and stuff like that. So sometimes yeah. I'll share what I am discovering. Yeah, I love that. Yes, her Instagram will be in the episode description. Feel free to go follow along with her. Um, and yeah, thank you so much, Jamie, for joining me today um, and sharing in this conversation. No problem. Hey girl, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Abundantly Yours podcast. If this episode touched your heart in any way, I would be so thankful if you could head on over to subscribe and leave me a review. That way, you'll never miss another episode. Be sure to go follow me on Instagram at abundantly.yours for more. See you next time.